0: Hi, and welcome to Leading with Style, a podcast about how fashion can unlock your style, ignite your confidence, and bring you more success in your fabulous life. My name is Libby Alloway, and for over three decades, I've loved working in the worlds of fashion and business. I'm a personal stylist, business mentor, public speaker, TV presenter, author, and most particularly, I'm on a mission to bring increased confidence to women through the transformative power of fashion and reconnecting you with the most important person in the room, you. You'll hear my personal style advice and hear from incredible women in leadership about how they rose to the top, stood out from the rest, and created success through Leading with Style. I'm so glad you've joined me. Let's get started. everyone, today's episode is all about being brilliant and our guest today is none other than the fabulous Janine Garner, founder and CEO of Be Brilliant, a mentoring and training business helping individuals unleash their brilliance unlock performance and reach their true potential. How good is that? I have admired Janine from afar for years and it's my absolute pleasure and honour to have her join us today to share her words of wisdom on how we can unleash our own brilliance. Janine is founder and CEO of Be Brilliant. She was the founder of the Little Black Dress Group, which is where I first discovered you, Janine, is an amazing speaker, mentor, and trainer, and not to mention a brilliant best-selling author of three books. And she is a master at helping others reach their full potential. Janine has spent 20 years working her way across the world, putting together award-winning marketing campaigns and strategies for high-profile brands like Ralph Lauren, Oriton, Jaeger, Sainsbury, Homebase and Citizen Watches. It was whilst working as a senior leader that she learned about the power of connection and what it takes to unlock the brilliance in teams and leaders. A highly sought-after keynote speaker, educator and author, Janine has worked with thousands of high-profile leaders from around the world and has helped countless of Australia's Top 50 ASX companies and multinationals, EY, CBRE, DX Technology, Hewlett Packard, Microfocus, Optus, and CBA, to name a few. She is the best selling author of It's Who You Know How a Network of 12 Key People Can Fast Track Your Success and From Me to We, While Commercial Collaboration Will Future-Proof Your Business, Leaders and Personal Success, and has released her latest book, Be Brilliant. She holds a Bachelor of Science degree from Aston University and was awarded an Honorary Doctorate of Science from the same university in 2016. She is a graduate of the Harvard Kennedy School in the Art and Practice of Leadership. She is a partner at Thought Leaders Global, has won an International Stevie Award in recognition of her work. And on top of all of this, Janine is super proud to have completed two tough mudders, mudders and one Spartan race and enjoys the hardest challenge of all raising three teenage children. Janine's programme Take the Lead has been a finalist in 2018 and 19 in the AHRI Awards, which recognize the best HR pract- practitioners, organisations, and leaders paving the way for business breadth best practice. Janine believes Everyone has brilliance within them waiting to be unleashed. And this is why she does what she does. Wow, Janine. Wow, what a lineup of extraordinary achievements. Oh my God. Oh, I'm exhausted listening to that. Oh, thank God you're so lovely. I would be completely intimidated. Wow. That is seriously good stuff. And you know what else I love about you? You know, it's, it's there's such a human connection with you, and you have this beautiful ability to combine great success with passion and purpose and strength and kindness and authenticity and really coming from a point of I want to help you before I get helped and it's just oh that gives me goosebumps even thinking about that it's just so lovely it's just I'm so excited to chat with you today so if we can let's jump straight in can you share with us what being brilliant means to you? Oh my goodness. Um, I have <laughs> a small question. Yeah, big, big
1: question. But, you know, I absolutely believe that every single one of us has way more brilliance in us than we actually bring to our worlds every single day. I reckon your brilliance is limitless. I reckon your brilliance is infinite. And What we all have to work really, really hard to do is essentially, you know, rise above our limitations and stop making excuses for the mistakes that we make. We've got to accept our imperfections, of which we all have many, and... Instead of beating ourselves up about what we don't have, start accepting who we are. Because the problem is, is that when we focus on our imperfections, when we focus on our limitations, we go into this zone of procrastination, not feeling good enough, lack of self-belief. And the result of that is we are not bringing our best selves to the work that we are doing every day. And here's the thing, if we are not bringing our best selves, how can we possibly expect other people to bring their best selves too? So so I'm this massive believer in there are too many of us living just a version of our lives, either professionally, personally, at home, socially. and, And with the more that we can start unlocking our own brilliance, the more that we're able to actually create that ripple effect around us to unlock the brilliance in other people. And that's really what I'm all about. I see brilliance around me all the time. I see more possibility than other people see in themselves. And, you know, that's my mission is, is to help more and more people uh, really tap into this infinite worthiness, this infinite brilliance that they have to make the impact that they want to make in their work, in their businesses, within their communities, with their families. Because really, that's what we all want to do. We want to make sure that the the work that we're doing is worthy, that that our impact is making a difference and that we matter. And there's too many people out there that are living a part version of their lives and, quite frankly, I'm over it.
0: (laughs) I think that's so true. And I think, and I, you know, I shouldn't basket women all in one group, but I deal with women all the time. I I don't really work with men, though I love men, but I don't really work with them because I just think women just have so many amazing stories. Stories to tell and you know just reading your bio it's one of those things where we need as women to be really focusing on the positive not focusing on the negative negative. and we have a tendency and we're wired and geared to focus on the negative negative. and so it's wonderful to have someone like you to be able to encourage women and men to see how good they are and that it's okay to say you're good at what you do and you're good at what you do because you can be of impact to other people. And it's so important, particularly yeah, right. now when things oh. are going a bit pear-shaped. We need to be focusing on how we can be great and how we can be great for others. It hasn't always been like that, though, right? I
1: mean, God, I turned 50 this year. Yay! So- I'm still, uh, I'm still having my own coaching and mentoring, and I think that's part of the challenge in that as women, we've all got backstories, we've all got voices in our head, we've all got things that we are comparing ourselves to. I think we are our own worst enemies on so many levels. Oh. We're our own worst enemies because we beat ourselves up. We're our own worst enemies because we're judging each other or we feel like we're being judged. We're our own worst enemies, quite frankly, Because we're not very good at heralding and supporting and putting each other on pedestals. We think we are, but we're not. And I think as women, and this is where... You know, um, for so many years, I was striving and proving I was good enough. And it was almost exhausting me. You know, if you look, even just reading that bio, the reality is I'm I'm a working class girl. I'm a farmer's girl that got brought up in a massively male dominated household. Uh, nobody left the village that I was born in. <laughs> Except you. Absolutely. I was the first of the first generation ever to go to uni. Um, We didn't have the money to send me to uni. I had to apply to the government at the time to essentially uh, get a scholarship uh, to go to uni. And that's where these doors opened up for me. And. You know, if you look at it, I went to uni. I started a graduate traineeship over the course of my entire corporate career. It was strive, prove, strive, prove, mm-hmm. um, you know, try and get that next level, try and prove I was good enough. When I had three children, I literally exhausted myself because it was uh, I'm going to prove to other women that you can do this that you can have a corporate career. and And I did. I did it, but still. I was constantly chasing stuff. And the reality was I was chasing it because there was a lot of running away from things for myself. And I can remember there was a few like trigger moments in in my corporate career, but the most recent one I can still remember, and I was asked to speak at a conference and it was a massive conference. Like 3000 people in this room. And uh, as with these big, big conferences, you supply your keynote, your slides, you know, weeks earlier, and I did that. But I woke up this morning and I I don't even know what happened, but I turned to my husband and went, I've got to change my keynote. And he went, what are you talking about? You supplied your slides, so the slides are fine. I've just got to change what I'm delivering to it. And what happened, Libby, and and I I don't really know where this came from, but I had this need suddenly to just share me, just share my story, just share my imperfections, just share the mistakes. Literally, I can't even remember what I delivered for that 45-minute keynote. I I don't have a script for it, but The standing ovation, the resounding applause, the being chased out of the auditorium, that that was a tipping point for me. And the reason it was a tipping point was this moment of it's time, Janine, to stop hiding and just be. It's time for you. You're never going to be perfect. There's no such thing. There's never such a thing as having achieved what it is that you want to achieve. There's there's no one to compare yourself to. All you have is you. All you have is your story. All you have is your experience. And if that changes one person's life, then your life is a life well lived. And since then, you know... What you see is what you get. This is me. Whether you're hearing me on a podcast, you see me in real life, we have dinner together, I'm on the stage, I'm going, you know what, this is me. And so what's happened, Libby, is this moment of getting into flow, of no longer striving and proving, but just being in flow is the most magical space of all because you're not chasing anything. You're just in service. You're just doing the work that you love. Making sure someone asked me today, earlier today on a conference call, do you get people to sign contracts? I, no. I said, what? You don't get people to sign contracts? Not me either. Because you know what? If people don't enjoy working with me, that's fine. I want them to go with love and they will always be welcome anytime. Um, for me, it's all about doing great work, helping and supporting those incredible people that need the work. But to go back, the point is every single one of us has to work really, really hard to get to that point. It's that point of
0: accepting who you are um, that is the journey. Okay, so there's a, a question in that too. So, and it is it's about, and I wonder if this is an age thing. I don't know, but you know, maybe with our in our 50s, our wisdom is it's a great time for us to share this with other people so that they don't have to wait till they're 50 to do this. But it's finding the confidence within to say, you know what? I did a really bad job yesterday and I'm sorry. I'll I'll own it, but I'm going to step up and I'll do it better tomorrow and that's okay and it's just about being authentic. So there's a question for you in your mentoring and coaching, how do you teach people what are, what are this what's the secret sauce about teaching people to unleash their brilliance? It's already in there. It's, it's always already in there. It's
1: in there through the backstory. If I look at my work now, there is such a golden thread that now when I look back, it connects Everything from me being that 12-year-old, the 16-year-old, the 26-year-old, the 36-year-old, it's it's always there. The challenge that we have is that it's it's actually being beaten out of us. It's beaten out of us in the schoolyard. It's beaten out of us in the playground. It's beaten out of us through social media. It's beaten out of us in those 360-degree reviews that we have at work that tell us what we're rubbish at, not what we're awesome at. And it's being beaten out of us because... Unfortunately, there still exists a glass ceiling in corporate, there still exists a barrier for women to achieve whatever it is that they want, either from a business perspective, a family perspective, That it's still there. And this is why I think our generation of women have an incredible job to do. In fact, every generation of women has a job to do. But our role right now as women of our age is we've got to hold our own in organizations in our work because we are still trying to break through that glass ceiling that continues to exist from a pay perspective, from a speaking up perspective, from a being able to wear what we want perspective through whatever it is. And you ask, you know, I've got a very good friend who's a, a board member. She's often the only woman on those boards. She's on four, sits on four. ASX 100 bores, and she's the only woman on it. That glass ceiling continues to exist. So anyone that thinks it doesn't is talking bullshit, quite frankly. So our works. job is we've we've still got to do that. Now, the second bit is for our generation is we've got to do it in our way. We've got to show because the next generation is watching us. They're watching us in terms of what it means to be a leader. They're watching us in terms of what it means to be a female. They're they're taking their clues from us in terms of how we raise children, how we have relationships, how we negotiate, all this sort of stuff. So we're caught between this rock and a hard place at the moment that we're up against an old way of doing business. And at the same time, we're stepping into our own because we want to inspire this next generation and that's what keeps me going so yeah. when you ask me um you know how do you unlock it you know the first the first thing i i do when i'm working with people and i work with men as well um is it's it's helping them get back uh reconnect with who they are yeah so you know the first law in my book be brilliant is all about owning your spotlight Until you can own who you are, until you can get clear on what it is that you want to achieve, until you can step into that spotlight of who you are, the pluses, the minuses, the celebration stuff, the warts and all, until you can understand you, it's absolutely impossible to step into your brilliance because you're always faking it till you make it. You're always pretending to be somewhere else. You're always worrying about what other people are going to think. And this is why there are so many of us that hit that C suite and literally go, I'm still unhappy. Uh, this isn't what I what I signed up for. Um I'm feeling this really unsettled, I'm lost. It's exactly where I was at the age of 40. I went, is this it? Is, is this it? Um, and that's when I started changing things again. So it's as I said, it's in there. It's in there. And we've all got to be brave enough to do the work that's needed to unlock it. Now, for me, I am massively commercial. I'm all about uh business success or your success. When I talk about success, it's not necessarily about making millions and millions and millions of dollars. But what it is taught, what I do talk about is you achieving what it is that you want. It's about no excuses. It's about taking ownership. It's about instead of deflecting onto other people, it's somebody else's fault that I'm not getting what I want. It's something else's fault. It's Mm. COVID's fault. It's the government's fault. It's the business's fault because they're cutting budgets. It's that person's fault because they've taken the job. It's their fault because they're sending emails. No. The only way to step forward is you have to take control of your boundaries. You've got to take control of your boundaries and you've got to take ownership of every single decision and action that you take.
0: Yeah, but as you said earlier, to get to that point and, you know, to have the biggest impact, it's always the basics that we need to come back to, isn't it, to discover who we really are because if we don't know who we are, we're trying to be everything to everybody, and it's a exhausting. You don't know what you're doing. We need to st- we need to niche our lanes down and stay in our lanes. And yeah. that's what I love about what you do because it's almost um, it's almost like giving people permission to say. I'm good at this. I am good at these five things. I'm not so great at the other five things. So someone else can do those, but yeah. I'm going to be good at those five things. I'm going to get better at those five things. I'm going to stay in my lane. And I know when I get to the top of that, I will be content and I will be happy because that's what that's my value and my purpose. Yeah. And, and until we know those things, we can't go anywhere. No, and
1: and equally understanding that each and every single one of us is good at others at different stuff. So particularly as women. You know, we unconsciously judge each other. We think we don't, but we do. And I often say to people, you know, last time you were in the supermarket and you see those covers of the weekly magazines, how many of you didn't see Kim Kardashian or Posh Spice and go, well, of course she looks like that. She's got all the help. It's like, we've (laughs) got to stop it. We've got to stop judging each other for the color of our hair, the color of our skin, how skinny our legs are, uh, what fitness regime we're on, how many children we've got, whether we're married, whether we're separated, whether we're gay, whether we're straight, we've just got to quit it because for me, you know, when I look at um, my mom, she was just an in- she was an incredible housewife, incredible. She gave up her dreams because that time my dad was the farmer and she had to keep the house running. Mm. Uh, all I remember of my mother is her washing I thought it was a twin tub washing machine. She spent her days at the twin tub washing machine and hoovering the hall. That's all I remember. I don't remember playing with her. I don't remember games. I don't remember any of that stuff. Now, what that did for me is, as I was started, you know, as I had younger children, I thought that that's what I had to be good at. I had to be good at cleaning and cooking and this thing. I'm rubbish. Me too. <laughs> I'm literally... I remember one day my husband rang me and goes, what have you done today? And I, oh, we made Pirates Packs. And I took four kids. We went on a treasure hunt down at the beach. I was going, what? I said, oh, yeah, the house is a mess. Just, just you know, what it is. But do you know what? It's only three weeks ago I got to this point where I can't keep on top of the, I actually don't do any of the cooking, by the way. My husband does it all. But even oh, bored of it. And I actually put a call. It took so much courage to go on my, um, on my Facebook, you see, now I'm starting, I'm quite nervous because I'm worried. About, <laughs> I'm waiting for what, what you're going to say. I'm worried about being judged because it's my old head talking. But I oh. went, bugger it, jumped on the local Facebook page. and went, does anyone know a home chef that I can get to come to the house to cook meals for us? Because I went, "I that's what I need to be able to free me up to do the work that I want to do. But it's taken me years and years and years of instead of trying to do everything, work out what my lane is from a work perspective, what's my purpose in life. And for me to do that means that, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro can build of the washing. The kids go to school sometimes and they're in trainers because I've forgotten to pick up their shoes from wherever. I remember once the kids going to school with a pretend uh, (coughs) lunchbox because we've been playing pretend. There was no food in it. Um, And I just go, you know what? I'm just rubbish at that stuff. I'm just really rubbish. And I think it's the same with work where we've got to work out what do we want to delegate? What are we going to get support on and the more you can own your brilliance and what your lane is, it's about making those choices to go, how can I be the best version of myself that I can be? Mm -hmm. What help do I need? What support do I need to enable me? to uh, make my boat go quicker. And I've got very good at that, but I think it's an age thing. I do think it's a bit of an age thing.
0: You know what else I was just thinking too? You know, you were feeling uncomfortable about saying, I've got a chef, but the more we say these things, the easier it becomes. So in the past, we would never say, oh, you know, we'd never say those things, but now it's okay to think. Oh, oh I don't, just don't care who thinks what. I, at least I've got food on the table. Yeah. And we, and again, what you're doing is allowing people to have their voice and say what they're actually good at. And that's we've got to be better at doing that. We have to be better at saying what we're good at, so we can stay. It's an, yeah. and I think we've got to remember why we do that, and it's about creating impact for other people. And the minute that we start changing the narrative around that, which is I know exactly what, that's exactly what you do, we can feel better about that because it's not about saying how good you are. Mm -hmm. It's about feeling great so you can make impact, and I love that. So, okay, here's a big question for you. Have you ever experienced self-doubt and not felt so brilliant? Oh, my gosh, yes. (laughs) Oh, am I I still? Yes, Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Because for me, but I don't, for many years, the lack of self-belief and the self-doubt would keep me stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and that feeling of being stuck means you're not changing anything. Usually that feeling of of stuck fuels the lack of self-belief. It's like this horrible perpetuating disaster that when you're stuck, when you're frustrated, when you're worrying about imposter syndrome, it just is like a Earwig, we call them in the UK, it's just eating away, eating away, eating away, eating away. And the result is there's no momentum. And so I, um, I equally had to find a coach to help me work through that. And my mindset around it has changed because now I actually, I actually love that feeling. I love that feeling of nervousness and not feeling good enough and worrying because I actually see it as a clue. I actually see it as a gift to myself that I am now in a learning phase, that actually this is an opportunity to test myself, that this is an opportunity for learning. So as opposed to what it used to do is it stopped me. Now I go, oh, great. about to learn something new um you know this this feeling of not being confident this this feeling of nervousness i actually use as fuel to keep me going i actually use it as the clue that i'm on the right track because when you're comfortable you're in your comfort zone when things are running smoothly it's business as usual now it's okay also to stay there it's okay like I've got a very good friend. We went for drinks last week, and she chose to give up her career. She's been a stay-at-home mom. Her husband had a solid corporate career, and um, and she interestingly said, that "I I constantly felt like I was being judged." Because I didn't work, and, oh. I you, and this is what I mean, right? But you've you've kept the family going. You've invested wisely. You've done up houses. You've you've created a situation now where your husband can retire, and you can both go off. Oh, that's friggin' awesome. And um, and this is this is the point that. This feeling of nervousness, i like go, brilliant. You're on the right track. Do something else. So I just switch my head around it because, to be honest, um, I'm always playing games with myself. And I go, Is this worth serving me? Now, nah, if it's not serving me, how can I change it? And that's what I do with my clients. I go, Is is that? Are you getting anywhere with that? How does that look for you? And, uh, and it's about how do we reshape it? Um, so I think I'm constantly going to struggle with self-doubt, constantly <laughs> going to worry about a lack of confidence. Um, recently, well, before COVID kicked in, I um, had a speaking gig in San Francisco and uh, it was the January before COVID kicked in. And I can still remember Simon Sinek was on the stage. Oh, wow. Yeah, Imagine how much little me I felt then. Yeah. Who the hell am I? (laughs) Yeah. I hope you were working out what your why was. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to vomit in my mouth. I wanted to leave the room. It was like, what am I doing? Yeah. It was like that whole imposter syndrome kicked in. And I just went, stop it. I literally had a little chat with myself. Enough. You're here for a reason. Uh, Simon's got his message You've got your message Everyone else has got their message The more that you stand in that conviction And go um, The more chance someone has that You've got to help somebody And that's my driver now It's always about being in service Being in service Being in service to other people
0: Absolutely So you were talking about Um your clients and I know you've got sort of five pillars in your business you've got your brilliant keynotes you've got brilliant mentoring brilliant training um, your brilliant podcast unleashing brilliance which is one of my favorites and your brilliant books so if um, your client who are your target clients and what do they what can they expect from you is it more mentoring is it more keynotes is it how do you work it? How do you work your business? Yeah, that's a
1: great question, Libby. There's there's two arms to my business. The first arm is the corporate arm. And really through that um, is where often I'm booked for speaking or to run conferences or I run training programs. And my marketing corporate... Is very much in that leadership space, Um, not necessarily just women. I have got women only programs that I run for many of my clients, but the Take the Lead program that you referenced earlier, you know, that has 60 to 70 people on it every year in a technology firm, and it's men and women. And it's all about you know, men also have self-doubt and also struggle. So yeah. that's the corporate arm. Um, the other arm is working directly with clients, and that arm focuses on uh, women that are predominantly sort of 40-plus age group. They've had a solid or are having a solid corporate career or they've built a business and they want more. They're feeling invisible and they're fed up with it. They're feeling uh, overwhelmed with where to start and questioning what's next. And they're stuck because it doesn't matter how many courses they've done, uh, how many 70s steps, they've done the work, they've invested in their progress, but they can't break through that plateau. Mm. So I work with those women um, and my whole philosophy is Essentially, I want you to step into your power. I want you to become more visible and quit the hustle. This is about building a business, a practice, a consultancy of your dreams that isn't shackles around your ankles and is not negatively impacting your lifestyle. So I'm all about stepping into that spotlight, owning your power and letting people see you becoming more visible. I can't tell you how many women that I work with in that consultant coaching Ah, practice space are so frustrated because they're seeing other people succeed that don't have their experience. And they're like, what the hell? What's going on here? Look at my resume. I'm going, I know it's because you're invisible. So I'm all about helping them become more visible. I'm all about getting uh, the cadence of their plans right. So changing that overwhelm into a place of laser-focused alignment so that they're totally on purpose. And most importantly, it's about welcoming more profit into their business. We cannot run businesses just based on uh, an idea or a dream. It's about taking the right action, uh, putting the right things in place to unlock that profit. And profit for me, yes, is the number. You talked earlier about where I'm afraid to talk about the stuff we're not good at, women. are are afraid to talk about how much money they're earning how much profit they're making Mm -hmm. that number isn't i got not we're talking about it we're talking it's just a number actually it's a clue as to whether you're on the right track or not so yes we talk about the finances and i'm all about i want to build six figure seven figure businesses for these uh female-run organizations i did it myself i literally started in my on a kitchen bench and uh, built and from an idea to a seven figure practice, it then tanked in COVID and we've built it back up again this year, back to that seven figures and beyond. It is possible, but it's also about doing it in a way when I talk about unlocking wealth, welcome, sorry, welcoming profit it's about a business that you enjoy. Mm. It's work that you love. It's finding the the fun in what you're doing, and that's that's the group that I talk about, and I work with. Um, women through two specific programs one is my elevate program which is a 12-month mastermind program where you literally get me every single week and I'm teaching and training and you've got access to a program and that's all online and then the other piece is a more uh, high-level program which is limited to 12 women and that's my inner circle and I love those two communities it's phenomenal seeing the results that these are they
0: all corporate women or they SMEs?
1: SMEs, SMEs, predominantly SMEs or women that have gone out and uh, they're building their own consultancy business, their own advisory. Women like you and me, uh, women that want to be coaches, women that are launching speaking careers, women that are opening marketing agencies. Essentially, you know, people, women that have gone, I've done this, what's next? And they're setting off. And it's not about necessarily starting a game. It's about taking their skill, their knowledge, their story, their experience
0: and elevating it to that next level. Oh, God, I love that so much because so many pe- women, I'm going to talk about women again, and men probably do this too. I'm sure they do. We come up with this great idea and we haven't, so often if we're working in a corporate, we haven't got the corporate name behind us. and But we need someone to hold our hand, as, walk us through the steps that we need to take To find our brilliance and that's exactly what you do, which is giving me goosebumps again. I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, So on your website, janinegarner.com.au, which is where people can find you, you share a lot of really great free resources. How important is is it to you to share those free resources for your clients?
1: Oh, I I share everything. Uh, (laughs) Literally, if if any of your listeners want to jump on over, I've got a private Facebook group called the Be Brilliant Networking Lounge. And in there, there's training, there's live streams. Um, basically, I share everything. And the reason I do that is I don't want people to make the same mistakes I made. Yeah. I'm I'm building my own business too. Um, you know, I'm a, on a mission in my own business in that that uh, that B two C business to help a thousand women build the businesses that they want to build those six seven figure businesses so that they can have the impact that they want to make. Because I know that when women run successful businesses, they not only feel better about themselves, but it directly impacts their children their family, their community, and you become an inspiration for others. So that's my mission. And the second part of it is if I bring a community of a thousand women together that are doing that, I want to make an impact and help other women that don't have access. So in the next few years, it's about setting up a foundation so that I can gift women in those communities that don't have access to what we have access to, the tools, the resources, the money, so that they can build an impact uh, business that will do that um, it's about giving everything that I'm learning it's about hey I'm doing so many experiments in my business The stuff that I'm learning every single day and I go I don't want other women to take 10 years to learn what I've learned it's like take it use it copy it you whatever you do just here's the resources because I want women to succeed i want them to unlock their brilliance and when we get stuck when we can't find the answers it stops us now it doesn't mean my stuff's perfect because i'm not this is just what works for me and if you if you want it take it Uh, and you know where to find me if you want to work even hard even closer on stuff but it's fundamentally because i want other people to succeed. i don't want people to make the mistakes that I made. Self-belief. Um, what I ha- haven't shared is, you know, my last corporate job, I was group marketing director at one of the biggest retailers here in Australia. And I chose to leave that six-figure salary. Um, big, big job, traveling the world. And I chose to leave for a number of reasons. One was that I'd hit that point of, is this it? I was bloody good at my job, but I wasn't feeling challenged cerebrally. and it was uh, I was experiencing a horrendous corporate bullying experience to the extent that I'd be in that car park crying my eyes out on the phone to my lawyer and then having to go back um, into the office and not give anything away. At the same time I had three children under seven oh. and I have no family around. One day I, I decided enough and I literally left and I went what the f-? I'm not sure if I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do <laughs> now?" I had an idea and, and the, you know, I was beaten up in terms of mentally. I didn't think I was good enough. The, the bullying um, took away every ounce of self-respect that I had, that feeling that everybody knew what was going on, along with the combination of trying to manage three children under three not having any help, not actually being very good at any of the stuff that you're supposed to do, like you know, feeding, looking, I was rubbish at all of that stuff. And I had to, you know, that's that's when I really dug deep and asked for help. And I go, you know what? As I say to so many people, no one, no one can take your experience away from you. No one can take that stuff away from you, the good stuff that you've done, the the learning experience that you've had. It's just that sometimes you need to find someone that can help you repack it, that can help you reshape it, that can actually take you and not fuel the drama, not fuel the excuses, not fuel the pain, but instead go, I hear you, I see you, I see potential. Let's put you on this track and I'm going to hold you carefully along it. That's what I need back then and that's what I do with my clients.
0: So for your for next, I'm assuming, I mean, the year's coming to an end now. If people want to join your mentoring program or, you know, speak to you about coaching, how did that, I'm assuming it starts in February next year, your courses? Actually, I'm starting on the 18th of January. Oh, great. That's my
1: coaching starts for the new year. Um, people can get in touch with me, send me an email at Janine at Janine uh, The information they can find if they just add a backslash apply that shows you the detail of the Elevate program. Um, we jump on a call, we have a chat, we talk through what's in the way. Uh, I tell you all about the program, and if it's right, we take it further. and honestly, Libby, if it's not, I always know someone that
0: can help. Um, that's the other part. Of how that. could it not be right? Everybody needs you. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, I oh. really, I so believe that. And I'm not just saying that. There's just so many people with these great ideas and great impact and great stories to share. We need someone to, or well, literally unleash our brilliance. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, I so agree. I love what you do. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Okay, so a couple of quick things. I know we can jump over to your website and we can download the first couple of chapters of your new book. It's your new book, right, Um, Be Brilliant, so we can do that, which is, again, super generous. Um, And just to finish off, I just wanted to ask you um, three quick fire questions. So when you're not working, where can we find you? (laughs) If I'm not sleeping. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yes. After all, oh, I'm a bit of a gym
1: junkie and at the at the beach. I, my happy place is seeing the ocean, walking along Manly Seafront. Oh, I say to my husband, he's so lucky, I'm so low maintenance. It's like, just give me the ocean and I'm fine.
0: <laughs> I love that. Okay, so which woman do you admire most? Do you know what? That's, that's a really hard question and I
1: can honestly say there isn't one. Um there are so I, I I admire so many women uh you know those women that are, are juggling families and yeah. schools, those women that are building businesses, those women that are corporately at the top and doing that work, you know, famous women. I I really don't have one. I look around me. I'm, I'm fascinated by human beings and I have this. My kids said to me the other day, Mom, why do you talk to everyone? And I go, because <laughs> we can learn something from every single yeah. human being, whether it be the Uber driver, the barista. So, so there isn't one woman. I think all of us are trying to do the best we can. I think all of us are doing what we think is right. And I think all of us are trying to make the biggest impact we can with the resources that we have. And I actually think all of us have to start admiring each other, have to start encouraging each other, have to start lifting each other up because if as a an amazing group of human beings. We can do that for each other. Um, and every single day, Yeah, you know, think about the impact you're having. Think about the impact other people are having on you. I, I often challenge my audiences and I say, when was the last time you said thank you for to someone? I said, when was the last time you picked up the phone and said, thank you for the impact that you had on me. Thank you for that meeting. Thank you for taking my phone call. We don't do it. Oh. And so, as women, we've got to get better at that. So I can't answer that because
0: you. And oh, my- you did answer that. That was amazing. That is, and it's so true. That's, you know, every again, every woman has a great story, and um, you know, women are fantastic. Well, humans are fantastic people for sure. They are. You're I- a beautiful man that are listening. I do
1: love you too. I love. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> That's all my private. So I do work with five private clients only. Every year, and every single one of those private clients is a male CEO.
0: Oh wow, that's interesting. Okay, so there's you work with five every year, yeah, and it's an only a, it's an annual session, yep. and so one next year you've got five more new ones. Ah, uh, there's one spot left, so literally oh, when they quit,
1: that's it. So literally only five at any one time.
0: Oh, yes. that's amazing, and that's is that every week for the whole year.
1: Uh, no, it's a six, six month or six session investment yes, and uh,
0: yeah, people just don't let me go. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they? Why would they? You're creating brilliance in their lives in all sorts of areas. Oh, um, speaking of which, it is coming up to 2022. So what oh. is next for Janine Garner and Unleashing Brilliance for 2022? Ah, I'm about to go into my big planning mode
1: for 2022. For me, it's it's continuing to further elevate the work that I am doing. So I am on this mission to uh, help a thousand women through my elevator program, build the businesses and the careers that they want. And it is about, over the next couple of years, launching this foundation, launching these grants. That's my big, big driver right now. It's it's the thing that gets me out of bed in the morning. It's the thing that shapes the decisions that I'm making. Um, And it's just doing more of the same, but reaching way more people.
0: Oh, that's so exciting. I just, I'm so excited about everything that you do. And um, just as we finish off again, if listeners want to contact you for mentoring or speaking or training, coaching, whatever it is, where can they find you? So you can find me on all the socials,
1: but if you want to have a chat, just send me an email, janine at janinegarner.com.au.
0: Fabulous and I'll add that into the show notes. Janine Garner, it has been an absolute honour of mine to chat with you today and thank you for sharing so many words of wisdom and I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy 22. Thank you so much and thank you for everything that you are doing and the work that you're doing which
1: is impacting so many people. It's been a great opportunity to chat with you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to Leading With Style. I'm passionate about supporting women radiate confidence, presence and magnetism through the fabulousness of fashion. Jump on over to the website to see how we can work together through one-on-one styling sessions, virtual styling sessions and corporate style workshops. And while you're there, don't forget to download your free Seasonal Capsule Wardrobe Guide and discover how you can create over 30 looks with just 10 items.